0: hello and welcome to the switch rpg podcast i am one of your hosts geo and i'm joined by just johnny what's going on just johnny I feel good. You should, you should. You should feel good. You got Bowser by your side, and I am by your side this week.
1: You are by my side. It feels so good to oh, see you
0: again. And it, it just feels so right as well. Um, thank you for uh, for doing that solo last week. I list. I listened to it for once. You did. great. Yes, you did. You did a great job. I you to. You did. That was a weird, a weird experience, but you. It was fine. It was fine. Um. All right. So yes, I was on a side quest. I I will try to be here as often as I can. Um. Hopefully, we won't have to deal with that again. Anyway, um, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, we are the podcast that brings you all the latest and greatest from the RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week we got a sh- mortgage borg of a lot of stuff going on. Um, we got a little bit of catch up news. We got some new news. A whole bunch of stuff. Uh but first off, Johnny, what are you playing? Moonlighter still. Moonlighter still, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you seem to like when I heard you, you seem to be uh you seem to be enjoying it. you're still
1: enjoying it? Uh yeah yeah it's it's uh it's light on on sort of content, uh but it's not bad. It's it's not a great game at all. But okay. it's good enough. It's definitely I would probably put it somewhere in the in the seventies. Ah, uh, probably like 75 right now, but that could swing another like plus or minus five points depending on uh, how things continue to play. There's nothing about it that's outright bad, uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a good game, and I'm enjoying my playthrough through it. It's got uh, a meta game, a well thought out meta game to it. So right. I I was playing transistor, and then that. Uh, I also acquired that on a sale, and I stopped playing Transistor because I was enjoying Moonlighter more. But I'm, I'm actually kind of like not playing games all that much because I've been just busy going into a rabbit hole. <laughs> you are indeed. We won't
0: get into that on this podcast. That's a that's a totally different podcast. And who knows? Maybe we could start one of those. That'd be that'd be I actually follow the white <laughs> rabbit. That would actually be uh, quite a fun uh, podcast. But anyway. So that's, so you got those two games on sale. Is that reason why you jumped in on them?
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly why. I mean, um, Transistor is going on sale pretty much all the time. It's on yeah. sale for like 4 bucks, Right. So, uh, But Moonlighter went on sale for 60% off. I yep. forgot what the final price was that I paid for, but 60% off is pretty good. That is pretty good. So I got it, and I definitely got my money's worth. That's mm-hmm. a small enough purchase, so I'm, I'm definitely not disappointed with that. Good. Good,
0: good. So that's you still you're still uh jamming on those two titles. Yep. yeah it's, it's just a weird time right now, like there's like there's nothing. there's nothing, nothing good. I know I, I know you, I know what you mean by good, right? I know everybody's got a backlog. Um, everybody's kind of trying maybe working through that backlog. I do have a backlog and i'm I'm trying to actually get some game time in it's been a little it's been a rough, rough time for me. Um but I want something new. I want something big though. That's my issue. I want something not as big in terms of length. Like I want a substantial title, you know, big name. Well, it's uh
1: gonna be Pikmin 3.
0: Alright, yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> anyway, what I've been playing, thank thank yep. you for asking. I did. Um, you did not. A lot of lies. <laughs> Uh, so I st- I'm still chugging away at RFL. I I want to say I'm a little more than halfway through it. So I'm still playing that. I'm still enjoying it. And um, you got past the vampires? Of course I did. I don't know what your are you seem to have a like a like a a roadblock there. I don't know what your what 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 the issue was, but I have something something in that vampire
1: dungeon area. Just, I, w- I, I will I
0: will say uh, because of the design, right? Okay. It's a, it's almost. I don't want to call it an RPG maker game, but you know, I'm going to call it an RPG maker game because of the yeah. way some of the tile sets are done. That there, I couldn't find my way out of that vampire area. I actually had to look it up or watch someone else play it because the 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 cave, I guess, exit was like hidden by the way that the tiles were. You know, so it was it was just really weird the way it was. So. I couldn't, I knew I had completed everything and I'm like, all right, I don't know where to go because I'm done with everything in here. I need to get out. I know I need to get out, but the only way to get out is the way it came in, and that's not the right way. So I had, I had some difficulty finding the exit, the true exit. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Well, but you I got, made it out. And I got, yeah, it.
0: no, I made it out and I'm, you know, I'm, still, I'm progressing. So I'm, I'm fine there. Have you picked up more party members? Yes.
1: I picked up all the party members well so quite a You bit. got them all so there, there was the uh, the one I had was the uh, the lady, the older lady yep, the mage yep she was broken, she was like too good. she's too good, yeah she's still too good. she's still too good.: yeah, yeah, like yeah. her spells are insane but well, yeah, no I, I got a, I
0: got quite a few a few other party members. I still enjoy the crafting system um in it, you know, um for what it is i wasn't I wasn't even expecting any sort of crafting system. Uh, but, it, you know, I still enjoyed it. It's a nice addition. Um, yeah, it's still an overall decent game. Um, I did play a game that I kickstar- backed as a Kickstarter project, Chained Echoes. For Gamescom, they had um, released the demo for uh, Chained Echoes. Yep. And I played it. I love it. And this was a specific it, it was a made-for-demo-only, right? So it doesn't have any... It has some story content um, of its own. It's not all at all related to what the game is going to be. Uh, but, man, it is it is fun. It is really, really fun. It's got some sort of uh, overdrive mechanic. So as you're doing moves, spells, things like that, you, you fill up a meter, and you want to get it in the sweet spot, the overdrive spot. And if you continue to do spells and and whatnot, if you continue to just kind of whack, like, try and overkill the enemy, you go into an overheat, and when you go into overheat, you do less damage, and you take more damage, so you really want to try and stay in that sweet spot, and there are certain spells and skills that you can use to kind of really manage it a little better, uh, so it was an, again, another interesting mechanic in, in a game that I wouldn't, wouldn't expect, so I'm really excited
1: it looks like it's my
0: jam what's that, Chained Echoes? Yeah, Yeah. I see mechs. I see RPG mechs. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's got RPG. It's got mechs in it. Um. I I think they call sky armors. Uh. It also has uh, airships, which you can also customize as well as the mechs. Uh. So there's gonna be like air battles. So yeah, I it may in fact be your jam. Um. And I'm really I'm really excited about this one
1: really yeah. really it's got uh a potential steam release of Q4 2021 yep and i, I uh, was there how is there a demo for the switch are they is there a it was
0: not on the switch it was a steam it was a steam demo
1: okay all right so this yeah. this game is very far off it's it, over it a year
0: away it's a solo developer it's made by just one one person um he's not oh. doing the he's not doing the composing um it is someone else but still it is just developed by by a single a solo developer, so okay. it, it is taking a little bit of time, but it does look like it's gonna be good. Also, speaking of backlog, I have this game called Dragon Quest Eleven S. <laughs> I've been putting some time into that game. I put oh, in, you, you got I, back on. I got back on it. I I want to say I put ten hours into it, and man, I'm almost done, almost done with that game. 10 hours i want to give myself a little i'm not close to done no i'm not close to done <laughs> but I, but i have been playing it i have been playing it and um i still feel it's and i know there's a turning point in the game everyone tells me there's a turning point in the game and that turning point is like i don't know 40 hours is it 40 hours
1: into the game yeah it's like 40 or 50 hours yeah
0: it's That's, ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it, and yep. it is. It's kind of slow-paced and, you know, the story is really kind of um, you know, ball and chain is really go get ball, all right, do this, all right, go get like like I feel like, I
1: feel like I'm playing fetch. Um, it's very yep, straightforward. It, it, it's, you're you're playing uh Dragon Ball. Yeah. Right? You're collecting the balls, right? The Dragon Balls. Yeah. But once that finally happens and once you get to the to the tree, the tree's not a secret, right? It's, yep all right. When it's you get to that tree, right? Yep. Stuff, special stuff happens storyline wise, and it gets good. It gets real good.
0: I know. I just, I just need. I just want to get to that point. Can I? Can I borrow your save data? It's not my save. Somebody's. Right. <laughs> um, but I, but I've been playing it. I've been playing that game, and um, Maybe
1: in twenty twenty three, you'll you'll get to that point where it gets good. It might be a
0: while. You're right. It'll probably be. A long time. A very long time. Uh, but I, now's the time, right? Now is the time to play something like
1: that, right? B- while there's really nothing Nothing to else. do. Right. Yep. Yep. You, you gotta stay indoors. You you must obey. This is obedience time. That's it. I just gotta play my games. Um, we must obey, else we get Soylent Green. Soylent what? Don't
0: worry about it. Okay, anyway. um. On to the news, but before the news, don't forget to visit SwitchRPG.com as well as visit our Twitter handle SwitchRPG, our Discord.SwitchRPG, as well as our YouTube channel SwitchRPG. And that is it for the self-promotion. On to the news. New game announcements. Farming Sim slash Action RPG Hybrid Monster Harvest coming to the Nintendo Switch this year. So we got like what three, four months for this game to come out. Um, have you had a chance to look into this here? I'm looking at it
1: right now. It's all right,
0: but before you it's go right. into that, I will uh, just kind of read a it's little. It's got little nice story. lighting. I'll I'll read a short description. Get ready to grow, collect, and mutate your crops, and take them into battle. Brimming with a multitude, brimming with a multitude of areas to discover, craft, build your own farm. And home, Monster Harvest blends three RPG mechanics, exploration, and action across a vibrant world of planimal points. Alright, so Monster Harvest, it kind of reminds me, what is that, um... Isn't there already kind of a farming
1: sim that does something similar to this? I mean, this is... It's got a turn-based combat system. Otherwise, I would say it looks... Hmm... It's kind of like a hybrid between, I would say, like maybe Monster Rancher. But I would say Pokemon's probably a closer one, mixed with uh, Harvest um, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Type stuff. Yeah, um, I, I thought there was something
0: with uh, kind of the mutants and the farming. I I just can't place it off the top of
1: my head. Um, uh, I don't know if that there there are a few of those games. I just don't know if they're out. They might be out, but they're they're. They're not like anything. They're not big deals. Okay. This one doesn't look it visually. It it looks pretty good. It looks like uh they got it running on a decent enough engine.
0: Yeah, it does have uh, some some good lighting lighting effects. It does. It is pixel art. Although I want to say that some areas or maybe some things aren't really pixel artist. Like some of the, like the design of the main character as well, and then you have the design of the enemies. They look a little different. Um or, uh,
1: yeah, stylistically a little out of place. Yeah.
0: yeah, so there's definitely some differentiation there. Um, but overall I think I think uh, if you're for your Stardew Valley fans, I think people some people might like this. It's a different take on that for sure. All right, next new game is Aloloth Champion Champions of the Four Kingdoms. Uh this has been delayed to 2021. But this was actually a surprise. I didn't even think I'm getting some echo on your end. Are you... What? I can, you can hear, hear me. Hear I can hear you, but I can hear myself as well. Shouldn't right. be getting anything. Are you good or? Is... I don't. I don't know. Hello. All right. I'm gonna go with it anyway. Aloloth okay. was a game that I didn't even think was coming out for the Switch. Um, the I've been kind of following. The developers um, in this on their Discord channel, and they gave absolutely no indication that this was coming out for the Switch. Uh, so what aloloth is is uh, an action RPG, all right. And you you can find ten minutes of gameplay footage from E three, um, and and then we're actually at PAX East, and I and I meant to go by their booth, and I and I never did. Uh, it does not have a description here, uh, but basically it's um, it looks like a blend of Diablo and like I think you mentioned Baldur's Gate um 2 anyway. Uh so it looks like a, an older CRPG but it is very much action based.
1: Yeah. It it looks pretty good. Uh, I mean Diablo 2 Baldur's Gate style graphics but uh running on a higher resolution. Yeah. The assets are still not like up to speed, but I mean it kind of looks, looks interesting. It, it's, it's got that CRPG, as you mentioned, uh, style to it, although they're not showing enough. It's got a world map, so you're not, you're not going... There's no open world element. It's more so you go to nodes on the world map, and then each node will open up into its own ex- exploration, explorable map, whether mm-hmm. that be a town or a dungeon, cave, whatever. Um... So it's got that going for it, but they're not kind of not really showing enough of the combat, or maybe I'm just missing it.
0: No, they're they're showing they're showing a little bit of it, and there is some customization in there. I know that you can yep. you can be an elf, you can be a dwarf, you can be a human. I'm not sure about orcs or half orcs, half elves, things of that nature. Um, but there is a little bit of customization on that, and I I like the the um the allotment of uh
1: of weapons that you can have uh, a choice with. Uh, as yeah, well I'm as looking the... at combat now, and it's it's a definitely a slower pace. This isn't Diablo, where you're you're killing th- uh, hundreds of demons within a minute kind of thing, right. or or less. Uh, right. This is more methodical. I, I've seen a lot combat that's more so one-on-one mm-hmm. style combat. But think of it like if you take Dark Souls and Diablo like Diablo two like the the vantage point of Diablo Two in sort of the hotkey cool down abilities of Diablo Three and then combine that with a dark soul's style combat pacing weightiness and realism to real- realism to the combat that's right. what it looks like yeah it it actually it actually looks good like that excites me more
0: yeah. This game has been been delayed uh the, the developers are out of uh Italy and Italy has been impacted by by the uh coronavirus so um it totally shut down that country for uh, and you know that's really why they're very very behind Anyway moving on we have Top Hat Studios announces Sunzai um uh, I don't know really what to make, make of this game. I don't. I don't really know what to call it. Um, but I will go with the description here. Publisher At Studios and developer Two Odd Diodes have announced a 2D platforming action RPG, Sunzai. The game is in development for PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, all all those all those freaking games, including Nintendo Switch, and expected launch of 2022. So you've been told. In two years, this game will be out. <laughs> that is so, a long ways away. That is an actual very long ways away, especially for what they have shown here. Uh, Sunzai is, is set. Go ahead. Oh, good. Well, I was going to say Sunzai is set in the town of Kumatashi and features a combo based combat system. Players are able to customize their characters' abilities and use rune. Uh, using rune and can form relationships with various members
1: of the town. Yeah, this game looks awesome. It just looks straight up awesome. Yeah, I li- I
0: like I like, the, I like the the uh character design. I like the kind of the it's not is is it, would you say minimalistic?
1: Uh I would say it it's a it's got kind of, it's
0: it's got the thick lines like Darkest Dungeons um a sort of
1: Yeah, it it's it looks on. like a uh Comic book Mm -hmm. style. I mean, this is made in Japan, right? Yeah. But it's not anime. It looks like more comic book style visuals. Really well animated, hand-drawn stuff. I don't know if it's hand-drawn.
2: But it looks
1: like it's hand-drawn. It definitely looks like it's hand-drawn, at the very least on some elements. Uh, It looks really, really good. Visually, it's just top-notch stuff. They landed whatever it is that, whatever aesthetic that they're going for, which I'm digging, they nailed. Uh, and if it's that far away, it's it's only going to get, I'm assuming it's only going to get better. It looks like it takes takes place in, like, the near future type thing. Mm-hmm. It's, if I had to, like, summarize it, it's almost like a uh, Castlevania, Metroidvania-style combat. But faster pace, so I would say, more like uh, Miramasa and the Demon Blade, okay, that combat system mixed with persona RPG, like not RPG like combat RPG. I'm talking like persona five style, like interact with the city, interact right. with your with your friends. The NPCs. Uh, it has a date, a calendar. It looks like it has a calendar system in there mm. Mm-hmm. Which was a very big element of Persona Five. So, right.
0: yeah, it that looks, looks yeah, it looks really interesting. Like the first thing that drew me into it was was the kind of the the art style, right? The kind of comic book look there, like you had mentioned. Cool. Uh, next, we have Broken Roads. Broken Roads, a uh, developer Drop Bear Bites released a new. Teaser trailer for its isometric post-apocalyptic RPG, Broken Roads. We've got a minute-long gameplay video you can watch on the Steam's page. Broken Roads is set in Western Australia, which I believe that's where the uh, developers are from, and follows a group of companions as they travel across the region, making allies, battling enemies, and investing strange, investigating strange goings-on. The game features real-time exploration with turn-based con- combat and hand-drawn art style, um and we can expect this or it's planned for uh release late 2021. Um, mm. and I, I I'm not sure what what to make of this. I, I think they've already this is their art style, so I, I'm hoping or maybe there will be some improvements
1: in it. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely serviceable. Uh, it's, you know, it, to, to get games to look, you know, really good. I mean, it's pre-rendered, uh, assets that you see a lot of, a lot that's not a 3d world. Those aren't 3d objects. Uh, they were 3d objects, but they were rendered out as their own standalone sprites. That's why you don't see a whole lot of animation of those assets. They could be animated sprites, but then they got to animate the 3d assets. So maybe they acquired them acquired those 3d assets on, uh, on like a asset store added uh, a couple of, uh, filters, visual filters to okay. it to give it a collective style, uh, maybe tune back the, the fidelity of textures. Cause it looks like the texturing is not, I wouldn't say blurry. I'd say intentionally, um, Dirty. basic. Yeah. Like, like intentionally muddied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it looks fine because you know you gotta remember these things take take budgets. Uh, I mean, you if you whenever you can, you definitely want to animate as many of things. Sure, it makes the world
0: world feel alive, that sort of yeah yeah. Um, I will say I am looking at something that looks like if I can find it in a still here. um, uh, Morality. I'm interested in in how that changes things. Um so there's is there I'm looking at well, it looks like the pause screen you got party a party tab morality tab the skills and the journal um the morality has four different quadrants a utilitarian a humanist um a machiavellian and a nihilist. And there's all sorts of like icons all over the place. So I'm wondering is this based off decisions you've made or or like NPCs you've interacted with that sort of stuff? it has
1: um, got a few more than that too. What do you mean? Oh, I see, I see what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and then and then when you look at the skill the skill trees, there's even more stuff. So there's a lot of a lot of uh I guess RPG elements in this. Yeah, uh, but, what, but what I really like is that it's turn based and it's not real um time like real time action that sort of stuff.
1: And and you're playing with a squad. You're doing, I don't know, weird Aussie apocalyptic environment (laughs) type stuff, which is, you know, uh, they say late 2021. I mean, we can kind of tell with the visuals that there's still work to be done.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, But late 2021 and the fact that Australia is in the situation that it's in, uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel sorry for for australia overall so i I hope this game the people making it i hope they pull through and and they continue but you know it's times are real bad right now in australia
0: indeed indeed Um, speaking of real bad times next on the list is battle hunters come to the switch in october so we got a month for this game this game Let me just describe it. Battle Hunters sees players controlling a squad of three members selecting from a roster of 28 potential heroes recruited during the course of the game. It features real-time combat as players go on a journey to save the kingdom from a nameless villain. Uh, Let me also read. Developer Phase 2 Games has announced a squad-based RPG Battle Hunters uh, and it's coming out this October and also launching on the, uh, oh, also launched on iOS last year. I will say, it looks like a, an iOS game. It looks like a mobile, mobile game. Um, Came
1: from 10 Cent Studios, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I, don't know. It just really looks very generic. Looks like a very mobile tap-em, em up. Uh, it looks safe. Very, very safe.
1: It's meant. It's clearly intended for a younger audience. This is not for you know, you know, graduate, you know, graduate from high school people. Uh, this is for people that are still in high school or probably in middle school or elementary. school. Or RPG connoisseurs like ourselves. <clears throat> it's, it's not made for us. Yep, definitely not made for us. <laughs> Me specifically, not made for us.
0: It's yeah, it's I have very little um zero interest in that game. In fact, I'm already moving on. Uh Morbid the Seven Acolytes got a new trailer for Gamescom, merge games and still running have released a new Gamescom 2020 trailer for Morbid the Seven Acolytes. Morbid the Sa Seven Acolytes is a horror punk action RPG and arrives on the Switch later this year. Um have you had a chance to take a look, take a peek at this game?
1: Yeah, it looks
0: great. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. i I, I know that you're into the horror scene. I know that you're into the punk scene. And when they said horror punk, I mean I didn't even see that word. I just saw just Johnny. Well um
1: uh, mm, hold <laughs> hold the phone on on the term punk, right? If uh, okay. if it's cyberpunk horror punk Uh, something punk it's not punk that's that's just marketing that's not there's nothing punk about it
0: no that's very punk Uh,
1: i think you're wrong oh yeah (laughs) all right oh look real real punks will know punk uh wait wait. you
2: you
0: sold me out saying that i wasn't real punk and that offended me i will tell you that that
1: that you can be real punk right I, I just uh, stated uh, historically, you know, these are the, the collective things that defined punk when it started. What it is now can be opened up, but, you know, I, I just want to let you know. I, I was kind of explaining that punk started, and then it branched off to a bunch of sub-genres. Sure. Right? Just as RPGs and have. Yep. And I was explaining that there are sub-genres. If
2: okay. this is going to be
1: a new subgenre called horror punk then cool i don't even know
0: what horror punk means honestly i do i'm when i think horror punk i'm th- i'm looking at this game it reminds me not reminds me but i have um, ideas in my head of binding of isaac so it's really kind of graphic and gross that that sort of stuff i'm actually watching as i'm talking it's a, a boss battle and this it's described somewhere, I forget where it was, where she's wielding her uterus and swinging it around, um, attacking the protagonist. Um, it is done in a um, not top-down perspective. What do you call that perspective? Um, isometric.
1: Isometric? Yes. Uh, yes. It's the same perspective as like Diablo or Children of Morta.
0: Okay. Um, it's done in that perspective. It is pixel art. Um, it's got a stamina-based action RPG uh, combat system.
1: It's it's the same perspective as uh, Secret of Mono. Yes. The camera's a bit more back, right? Yeah, yeah. You can see yep. more of the world, but it's doing that on purpose because this is a, a faster pace, more action-intensive combat where you're doing a lot of dodge rolling. Right. Lots of dodge rolling. Yeah, so it's yeah. got
0: that, like I said, stamina-based. I didn't want to say Souls-like,
1: but you made me just say it. And I'm upset about it. I would say it's a, it's a combination of Horror and uh, Mad Max. You take those two elements and combine it, that's what you get. And did, have you played Binding of Isaac? Oh, yeah. I okay. have it on Switch.
0: So, like I said, it reminds me a little bit of that anyway. It's just really well, B- blo- bloody.
1: Binding of Isaac was more about the, the procedural random generation, right, rope like right. dying. Yeah. And I'm doing saying, runs and I'm just like saying this v- looks like- yeah. visually. Visually. Visually, this looks nothing like Binding of Binding of Isaac. Looks vi- like visual garbage. With the blood everywhere. There's blood in every game. I say no. this visually looks like Mortal Kombat. If you're judging it based on blood. Uh, there, there. We don't put blood on a Nintendo
0: console. It's just with Mortal Kombat, it just doesn't Mortal happen. Mortal Kombat is on the Switch. <sighs> Nintendo has failed me again. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm boycotting Nintendo. <laughs> Do you remember the times, those times? Do you remember those times, all right, with Mortal Kombat 2 came out, right? Me being a Nintendo kid, and my friends being all Sega morons. <laughs> well, oh, that's I, I know remember. how you feel. Okay. They had the blood, and then here I am. I, I forget what color it was.
1: It certainly it wasn't. Was sweat. It was sweat. It was sweat? Like, it was like black sweat. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Yep, No blood. You get a lot of sweat. No blood. <laughs> uh, when Kano did the uh, – so I had the original Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo, uh, not the second one. I, got, I had that one, and I had um, I, Mortal Kombat 3 or Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. I forgot, forgot which one it was. There were I had both. Those two. Were two. Combats. Yeah. I never had two. Two was when they really upped it on, like, gore factor. Two was Two was a nice step up. Yeah. But the first one, right, Kano does the heart rip thing, and he holds it up, and inside his fist was, like, black. <laughs> some, something made of, like, tar. It looked like it made, made out of timber, so you couldn't really see it. And there was no dripping blood or anything like that. It was, like, such a, I will say, though, the, some of the fatalities were actually really good on the Super Nintendo version. Um, like, uh, Raiden's fatality was better. And Sub-Zero's may not be better, but it was really cool. Well, what did, he, did he do the spine rip? Is that what it was? That's what it was in the Genesis version, but on the Super Nintendo, he jumps back, freezes the enemy, and then walks up to him and punches them, and they shatter into a hundred little tiny frozen pieces.
0: Yeah, that, don't get me wrong. Yes, that is cool, but man... That's that spine rip was awesome. The spine rip was awesome. Yep. <sighs> Going back in time. Anyway, um, moving on. Adam RPG materializing on the Switch soon. Adam Team has announced that it will be releasing Adam RPG on the Nintendo Switch. The game will arrive on the platform on September 4th. So, two days from the recording of this podcast. Or actually. One, if you because we're recording so late, right? Um, anyway, a new user interface will be utilized in the Switch version, as well as a new control scheme and uh control scheme graphical parity with the PC version, and the ability to freely transfer saves from the Switch version to PC, iOS, and Android. So, there's a lot of maneuverability that's actually pretty cool. Um, Atom RPG is a Fallout inspired isometric throwback. RPG set in the aftermath of nuclear war between the Soviet bloc and the West. The game features a comprehensive character creation system, a non linear world to explore, and turn based combat. And just as I've said, it definitely reminds me of Fallout 2. Um, if you're at all a fan of Fallout 2, or perhaps even Wasteland uh, 2, although I Generally, I really didn't enjoy my time with Wasteland 2 uh, because of the... This definitely
1: looks better than Fallout 2. I will say yeah. that
0: oh, definitely. by a lot. Yeah. It's more in line with Wasteland 2 than it is Fallout 2.
1: Um, and but... less obtuse and weird and not, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, you could say I'm, that. I'm not a fan of the Fallout 1 and 2. They were, they were you know game, old games with old game design. Yeah, uh, stuff that got in its way,
0: but but I think they they have a he- heck of a following though. Um, with the with those CRPGs and the the post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. CRPGs in general, a following of
1: dinosaurs, old people like us, well, like me, um, not like us because we actually like good games. <laughs> oh man,
0: yeah, I'm not a fan of the older CRPGs. I I just think there was a there was a time and place, and we have advanced on a lot of the things that they did bring into on onto the table. It's just, I, I just can't. I try, but they're not made for consoles. They're really not. But anyway... Well, they can be. They they can be if done. It, it's the combat system that can make or break it. Right? So, if you take an yeah. example for uh, Divinity Original Set 2, that's done in the classic style as a CRPG, but it, it's turn-based. So, that makes that makes a world of difference. It really does.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely ways to do it well. I mean, XCOM, right? That does it really well, right? Because right. it's uh, turn they do a turn based thing, right? Right. That's so. that's
0: that's why it fits console so well. I mean, when you have to actively manage your crew in one of the in these older CRPGs, the real time with pause. If you yeah. have to actively manage a crew on a console without a mouse. Man, it is very hard to do that. It is... Well,
1: you can... It's, um, clunk- it's
0: way too clunky.
1: Well, th- th- there, what I was going to say is there are more games uh, coming out where you can use a keyboard and mouse on the Switch. Yeah,
2: I
0: know. Yep, you can. I just... I'm not pulling out all these peripherals to
1: play a game on the go. Or well, I would. Are you kidding me? If it's a CRPG, a really good one... Like? ...that supports... Uh, keyboard and mouse, I wouldn't do it in a heartbeat. Like what? Name a CRPG that you would do that for? If there was a good one. If there was yeah, a good
0: yeah. one, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you. Prob- I mean, modern day, because the old ones, they, there are plenty, but they're just old, and their oldness gets in the way.
0: Right, well, but the problem is, the Switch's uh, hybrid model doesn't allow for keyboard and mouse on the go. You have to play it just as you would a PC, right? So, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, on, on the go is... Well, that, that's just awkward anyway, right? Right. right. How would you play something on the go on a keyboard and mouse when it's handheld? <laughs> you have right. to hold no, on to it.
0: You, you can't. It's just in, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. That is going to do it for today's... this week's new game announcements. Um, I will try and put these in the show notes. I have a really bad... And when I say really bad, I've never done put these in the show notes, but I will
1: try to put them in the show notes. Can I do um, one, one little tiny thing? Adam cool. RPG, by the way, yep. is scores really well on Steam. User rating, it's at 88%, both long-term and short-term. Wow. So it's, it's a quality game. I will caveat that with it is on Metacritic at a 70 so, potential buyer beware, but users seem to like it. Oh, I'm I'm starting to.
0: I don't know, not believe everything I see, on Metacritic and a lot of these, like open critics and all. I I don't know. There's just a lot of behind the scenes finagling going on. I think.
1: Oh, maybe you could say there's uh, almost an illusion that you're starting to see behind. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Anyway, let's get on to the the rundown here. I did mention Chain Echoes demo is available. I don't know for how long. Um you may you may want to take a look at it. If you haven't um or if you weren't able to play the game, you can watch the gameplay. I did put the entire demo up on our YouTube channel. Uh so you can try and get that on Steam. Um it might be just for the entirety of Gamescom, which is pretty much over. Uh so anyway, uh Chain Echoes demo available. Uh, then we have news that CrossCode physical release got pushed back. That is a bummer. No no um, reason was given other than it's getting pushed back to October? Is that correct? Uh, Switch will now be September? Well, October. September. Yep. Yeah, Europe will get in September and then in North America uh, here October 20th. I, I jumped in on this for the collector's edition. So, I'm going to be waiting a while. I so wanted to play this, too. It just looks... I didn't want to buy it digitally and then get this version, so I'm still waiting. Is so, is this
1: physical edition going to be one of those you have to order online, you can't pick it up in a store type, type of deals? I don't think these guys,
0: Strictly Limited Games, does that. I know Limited Run does that with um, Best Buy, because I know they did okay. it for Divinity Original Sin um, 2. So yep.
1: I don't think these guys do that. Mm. It's, it's a tough call because I hope this is because they did have um, there was some initial issues with the Switch version of mm-hmm. CrossCode when it, when it first released on Switch. Uh, and then they came out with a patch, I think like a 1.1 patch or whatever, probably like a, a month later or something like that. It, it came out not too long ago. Right. And that did some performance improvements of the game itself. Where it just ran better and smoother. So, uh, is there still issues to be worried about? And if so, hopefully those are the reasons why they delayed it so that they could incorporate all of those fixes. So that because once it's released, you know, ideally, ideally, you want it. You don't want to have to download any other updates ever again. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, like they did with um, bloodstains.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, like the I have the physical cartridge and it's utterly useless because it requires a full game download, it's ridiculous. The joys of physical collecting nowadays, all right. Then we have uh Yeast Nine Monster Nox coming to us summer 2021. This is one that I also think I Got. I ordered this on NIS America their website. They had like some sort of collector's edition. I'm all in on this one, even though um, I I just have a feeling, and I think you've said this many times with these yeast games. They're generally pretty good, or at least safe in a way that they're they're
1: good. Um, and I'm all in on this, this one, and
0: yep. that's all that's all I'm saying.
1: It looks good. It looks like a nice jump up. From the previous one, I'm I'm on board with you. As always, I'm always going to wait for you know reviews to come out just to be doubly safe. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm more excited for this one than I have been for any other yeast game. Right.
0: So yeah, that is coming to us. Drive back the future coming. Oh man, PS4 gets it before we do. But at least we have some sort of idea of when we'll be getting it along with PC, summer 2021.
1: Hey. Hey to you. Oh, my. Breaking news. Oh, boy. So I, I just, I... on that website that's linked on that article, uh, what is this? GameStop. Oh, this is on the GameStop website. So if you look up Yeast 9 on GameStop, and then if you scroll down, there's going to be some recommend, recommendations. Uh-huh. And boom, right there. I don't think we got uh, an announcement of this, but 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim is coming out next month. Not on Switch, though, on PS4, but that means it's localized, which means all they have to do is... This is uh, our, our, we, we talked about this game a while ago, like right. half a year ago. Right. So, and I'm definitely looking forward to it and this is a company that makes brings their games to Switch uh, to Nintendo platforms, multiple Nintendo platforms, so this could be coming to Switch. This could be an announcement, especially when Nintendo's being extra quiet. I,
0: right? I, thought, no we, I thought we knew that this was coming to the PS4, though.
1: We did, Here. because it released on PS4, and we were assuming it was going to come out on PS4, uh, but we didn't know for certain, we definitely didn't have a date and the assumption was that it was going to come here to the States. Well, lo and behold, it it's a month away, less yeah. than a month.
0: Yeah. If you go to uh, store.playstation.com, search 13 sentinels, you get
1: the full game released September t- uh, 22nd. Yes. And I mean, just look at the game, look at the trailer. You're going to be excited for this. It, it looks exciting. It looks exciting. It scored exceptionally high on, uh, Famitsu. So, I'm definitely excited because Vanillaware, they, they bring their games to Switch. So, or to Nintendo platforms. So, right, I'm right, right. hoping, cross my fingers, that this will be part of whatever Nintendo's next Direct is going to be. They don't bring all of the, their games to the Switch. They but. don't. But, well, now, they I... skip the Wii U, as they should, because
0: Wii U was... <laughs> A disappointment. What I can't tell, though, is uh, because I'm just watching it and I'm not listening to it. Is it dubbed in English or is it just uh, subbed
1: in English? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It won't bother me either way. My guess is that it's going to be uh, subbed okay. and not dubbed. That's just my guess because um, some of their other games I don't think had any dubbing. Right.
0: Alright, cool. Got some uh some information there. On the fly. Not bad, not bad. Alright, so we have two um two more digital events uh coming up. The Tokyo Game Show. Uh, Tokyo Game Show is actually pretty large. Not as big as Gamescom well it used to be anyway. Um but it's it's got quite a bit of stuff here. You always got Square Enix there. Um then then you have Tencent, that's always there. Sega, Atlas, like you mentioned. Capcom. I don't know what they'll show, if they show anything. Generally, all they show is Monster Hunter, because I feel like that's all they have. Uh, maybe some Resident Evil stuff, but anyway. Uh, Gung-Ho Online has, uh, looks like they have a spot here. They're the ones who recently did Grandia 1 and 2 uh, for the Switch. Um, let me actually go back up. So this starts on the the twenty fourth year. So, Tokyo Game Show uh, twenty twenty online live stream schedule has been announced today. This was September first, um, and announced today. And this year, it is Team Xbox. Interesting. Who is kicking off proceedings? Uh, as the name suggests, this year's Tokyo Game Show event will be digital event due to ongoing situations, according to the published schedule, Nintendo won't be present, and I don't think they've ever been present to this, but they won't be present at the digital event this year, which is disappointing, um, and I'm reading here. Uh, here's what to expect. Okay, so it starts on the 24th. We have our opening, and again, with Xbox. So Xbox is... They've been really trying to reel in the Japanese audience. Not with the Xbox One. Not with the Xbox One, but for this new iteration, the Series X, or whatever it's called. Um, you know really? why they've been trying they've of course. Yes. With what? With what? With what? They've... This is the first time I'm seeing
1: an effort from uh, my.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. You haven't been, you haven't been paying attention. They've been the, all I've heard from Phil Spencer is that they, they're they doing this. They're, they're going to Japan. They went to Japan. Even recently, um, they got dragon Quest on, on the Xbox. So they went to square Enix and got got that on the Xbox or coming to the Xbox uh, which okay. has not been done in a while so they, this, this is the only way that the Xbox can survive is with Japanese support um, yeah and absolutely
1: it's, it's a big
0: gap it's Japanese and first party it's a combination of the two um, but they definitely, definitely need that and that's what's opening up the event it's Xbox and then you have Square Enix um, opening up day one so, no Sony. No Sony. No. Nope. So yeah, you have those guys opening up the event. Then you have some game Gamera. Game Era. Game Era. They're the ones who are doing or uh publishing the Aloloth game. Um, and that is the twenty fifth. So this is the next day. Uh stop me if you see something you like. A Sega Atlas has something going on that day. Gung Ho, Capcom. Okay. We'll see what yeah, happens, happens nothing, there.
1: I mean, only because Sega now owns Atlas, that's one to pay attention to because I do love Atlas. Yeah. Sega is like yawn fest. <laughs> they'll, they'll roll out Sonic and be like, come on, Sonic, you can do it. And, and then Sonic's like, I'm Sonic. I'm cool. Yeah.
0: Like, no, oh, you're not. No, you're not, dude. Uh, so the twenty sixth. What do they have going on here? They have Spike, TuneSoft, uh, Cyber, 20, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Night City Wire. They they must be doing something there. Level five special meeting. Level five does suit do some stuff for the Switch there. So maybe something
1: there. Oh, uh, level five does a lot of stuff. So yeah, I was I was being
0: fa- I was being very facetious when I said some stuff. Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, then we have Konami, which does a lot for video games. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, that was 20 years ago. My apologies. They got uh, an hour. They have a whole hour. Is this going to be just them playing gotcha games, or like uh, what are the what are those um arcade games they called pachinko? Pachinko machines, yeah. yeah. Screw Konami.
1: Well, you're you're on you're on you're hitting the nail on the head. They're going to find another. Beloved franchise and and just completely ruin it. They're gonna put put a, a ruin parade on it and just <laughs> oh you like, oh you like
0: Suikoden? I hear I hear Aiden Chronicles in the is in the news. Here's a Suikoden Pachiko
1: machine. Yeah, I I think it's you know it'll be that because that that's the next one to ruin Castlevania. They they haven't ruined that one enough. So that might be one because uh, there was a Castlevania-ish game last year. Uh, that franchise has been dormant for a while. Silent Hill.
0: Silent Hill had many Pachinko machines. I remember discussing this on the on a podcast that I did before doing Switch RPG. Um, there was. Oh, uh, I'm not talking about Pachinko though. Oh, okay. No, they've they've they've
1: deserted Silent Hill. Yes, yes. I'm I'm talking. Uh, they. For example, after Metal Gear Solid 5, they came out with Metal Gear Solid 5 Survive, I think it's called? Whatever that atrocity was, yeah. And It was that, yeah. It was like a complete hash cow atrocity. It was a terrible, terrible game to release. It was complete, like, no love into it whatsoever. And that's that's what I'm fearing, is that they're going to find another franchise that they can submit a half-baked, no-love-poured-into-it game... Just for the sake of doing it, those um, they did that to Contra. Remember? Yeah, wh- not that long ago either. Not that long ago. Yeah, it was on a Nintendo Direct. Uh, <laughs> so you know, they ruined Metal Gear. They ruined Contra. Uh, they're probably not going to ruin Pro Evolution Soccer. Uh, <laughs> That's all they have <laughs> because they do make money off of that, <laughs> right? Oh man! So who knows? I think everyone. Next on, everyone, on the everyone hates them.
0: Yep. All right. Just after them, we have Koei Tecmo. It Looks like they're doing some uh, streaming of Atelier Ryza Two, which is kind of cool. Um, and then Tencent has a uh, a decent sized block or well, time. It's open
1: ended. Yeah. I'll so- say this, Tencent, you can burn in a trash uh, dumpster, trash fire. For all of eternity, I will never play any of your games ever again. (laughs) You are an enemy of humanity.
0: Oh my goodness, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, isn't it? No. Okay. (laughs) All right, then the twenty seventh. Looking down the line here, um, mm, I don't know Bandai Namco maybe with some sword on Sword Art Online stuff. And that Scarlet Nexus game, I I wish that game came to the Switch. Uh, That game looks really kind of cool. But that, uh, me, oh, oh, wait a minute. MiHoYo, if you don't know who they are, you should. Uh, They have Genshin Impact. Uh, They're doing some sort of pre-launch live stream for Genshin Impact. That game will be coming out on the Switch. I just, because they haven't really been open about it, I just really hope it's not loaded. With microtransaction, it is a free to play game. It looks really, really, really good, in my opinion. I just hope that they don't kill it. That's
2: right. all right.
0: That is it with the Tokyo Game Show, and then next we move on to Ubisoft 4. There, that's their digital event that is coming September 10th. Um, actually, th- this is not a surprise, We we kind of knew about this one. And I'm going to be honest, I'm only looking forward to one thing Ubisoft puts out, um, and that is the gods and monsters that we saw so long ago. Is it? Is it? Is it gods and monsters? It's not. Um, The official website reveals some of the currently announced titles, which will be featured during the showcase such as gods and monsters, and it looks like, uh, it was formally known as it. Let me see here. Let me just, looks like there's a Oh, they're going to show
1: more Watchdogs Legion,
2: there we Hyperscape.
1: Go. Oh, wait, wait. This stuff that they showed oh, Rainbow Six Siege. They showed off Hyperscape already and Watchdogs Le- uh, Watch Legions. So, what's this? So, yeah, they're, sh- they're showing Inter- all
0: that stuff as well as the much anticipated update on their new IP, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, formerly known as Gods and Monsters. And, ah, there we go. So
1: it name change. Yep. And more, more yet and more that. yet to be revealed surprises. Yep. So yeah, we'll see. That was that was something that we we're going to cover during the rumors, but that's now a verified, so I'm removing it from rumor land. Remove it. So yeah, Immortals Phoenix
0: Rising. It's That's yeah. a good name. Yeah, interesting. So that um is September. 10th. Pre-show will begin at eleven AM Pacific time.
1: And that's all you need to know. <laughs> Expect another Nintendo Ubisoft collaboration.
2: Expect. Man,
1: I really hope so. It's happening. I hope so. Okay, cool. That
0: is the quick quick and dirty news. Uh Rumorland. What is this? I'll let you go for this.
1: So Looks like there's rumors that a new Monster Hunter game for the Switch is soon to be revealed. Soon. That's that's sort of some of the new tidbit tantalizing information. Now, Capcom is... uh, TGS, Tokyo Game Show, is coming up. Capcom's going to be there. Yep, yep. So, boom. By the way, Monster Hunter is Capcom's biggest franchise. Is it? Yep, it is officially its biggest, most lucrative, delicious franchise, surpassing the beloved uh, Resident Street. Evil. What about Street Fighter? Surpassing that as well. That's crazy. Yeah, Monster Hunter is crazy. It def- Definitely uh, the Juggernaut. And also the fact that there hasn't been a Nintendo Direct in quite some time, and what I always thought uh, the moment that there was no June Direct, um, is that they're just going to save it for a September, their typical September, and fill that slot in. So I'm thinking either TGS spills the beans first on the Monster Hunter Switch game, or uh, a Nintendo Direct pre- predates TGS and spills the beans. I would rather have just do it during the Tokyo Game Show. No, um, no, 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 no. Nintendo, Nintendo this is going to be a, a Switch-specific thing bet and it's Monster Hunter, that's going in a Nintendo direct. There's no way this is going to get announced uh, outside of a Nintendo direct unless there isn't a Nintendo direct that is coming up soon. Gotcha. All right,
0: let me just this is where the rumors coming from. All right, so video game insider Dusk Gollum has tweeted out, tweeted to his audience that Capcom is planning to show the Monster Hunter game they have apparently been developing. For the Nintendo Switch platform, Capcom hasn't announced a new Monster Hunter game for the system, but they previously said that they are looking at a Monster Hunter targeted to middle-high middle, uh, middle high school kids like PSP entries did. Dust Gollum claims that Monster Hunter Switch is based on the Resident Evil engine, which the company has gotten up and running on the system. As always, this is just a rumor, so we shall see and wait. What happens? Wait, wait. Please be
1: excited. Yeah. So, yeah. hmm. I'm excited because if that rumor's true about the engine thing, that's a big deal because that means we're now out of you know 3ds port right. Monster Hunter port land, and now we're in like actual potential Monster Hunter world land. Yep. And that's where I want to be. <laughs> That's that's where I
0: want to be too because that Monster Hunter Three Ultimate Perfection Edition, whatever it's called, it's just uh It's just grosses me out. I get sick and if, nauseated if it, at it.
1: If it is running on the on a tried and true, you know, modern day engine, uh, if that is true, I I'm not. This is the game I won't wait for reviews. I will get day one. <laughs> really. I, that will be a pre-order. Like Mazinger is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. All right, cool. That is for uh,
0: that is it for Rumorland. Now we more move into some of our our, our newsy news news. Uh, Bioware discusses ongoing Dragon Age development. Now, I was totally under the impression that Dragon Age was pretty much not coming back. I I this totally caught me off guard. I have no idea why. But during the Gamescom opening night live show, BioWare released a new behind-the-scenes video for its in-development Dragon Age game. Uh, The video features a number of developers talking about the creation of the game and includes some concept art and hints for a few characters. The game has not been officially unveiled and does not yet have a title, release window, or any platforms. this This game is so far away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. You know what happened? I don't know what
1: happened. So uh, maybe we're back in rumor land. Ooh. Uh, a little bit of speculation on my part, but uh, we all know that the last game that they, the last major game that they released was uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh yeah, right, and that was uh, train wrecked by the ham-fisted... EA uh, authoritarian oppressive EA you know executives saying you must use this engine you must it is the one true engine that fits a first-person <laughs> shooter and can possibly with enough effort and willpower will fit your RPG game maybe maybe and, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and they were probably using that engine for uh Dragon Age And then, obviously, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't workable. BioWare didn't want to work with, uh, what was that engine called? Uh, The Frostbite. Frostbite. Was it Frostbite? Okay. I think it's Frostbite. Uh, They didn't want to use it. And they probably were like, we don't want to use this. And then EA finally gave up with that stupid mandate uh, requirement type stuff and Bioware was able to use whatever engine that they wanted to use and they probably went back to using whatever it is that they used before or like some updated Unreal or something like that. Yeah. That's probably what happened because when they're showing stuff like that and saying please be excited, you're correct. They're years away. Yeah.
0: They are very much years away. And you're right, they did they did um really go into detail on their engine work and things like that. Um, I mean, I have no doubts that they have the right people working behind this. I will say that they had a different Bioware division. It was Bioware Montreal, or, or it, was, it was somewhere else. So it was a totally different group of people that are now working on this Dragon Age game.
1: Um, right, but but the the mandate from EA execs was was still all yeah. development was running was going to utilize Frostbite. Right, they they were really pushing that hard, without a doubt. And- and who knows maybe they are still using Frostbite and it took them this long to show just that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not because then
0: this game is like 10 years away.
1: Authoritarian yeah. mandates do not work.
0: No, no, you you can't it's the it's the whole square peg round hole you know idea. You, you can't you can't do that. And it showed, right? It was the the proof is in the pudding. It just it was just a terrible Terribly, terrible, terrible, terrible game.
1: Yeah, yeah I... and, and it's not the only. And is not the only example of this. I mean, uh, what was that other game? With uh, frostbite. What's that? With frostbite engine. Oh, I'm pretty sure, certain this is a another EA game. Um, the one, the Paladin one. What? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was actually, this was Bioware's last game. What was it called? You're it's, playing as, like, Iron Man. But it's like an MMO, RPG, looter shooter, kind of, and it failed spectacularly. I think you're right. I think it is Paladins. No, no, not Paladins. No? No, no definitely not called Paladins. That's That's like a MOBA. Yeah, that no, that's not it. I I it's honestly I don't bad. know though. Oh, what was it called? This is it released like a year ago, or a year and a half ago, and we can't even remember it. That's ridiculous. You're not talking Star Wars, or? No, no. Oh, what is this? Just look up Bio, uh, BioWare. It'll probably say on their. Well, website. Well, I'm looking at
0: Frostbite Engine games. Um,
1: and Anthem. Last... Got it. Anthem. Didn't they take? That is, it, crash, it crashed and burned big time, and that was yeah. another fireware game. That that was a big production game too, big Huge. budget game. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be an ongoing living game where they're constantly adding more and more content to it. Yeah, like Destiny. And it crashed and burned real hard. Now is that game done? Done? It, it's it's done done done, a hundred percent done 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 and it was on the Frostbite engine oh man that's terrible
0: (laughs) yeah I totally forgot about that one (laughs) yeah alright cool let's get into some uh, some Nintendo company news Uh, Nintendo is reportedly Japan's richest company
1: now what was it before hmm that is a good question. Maybe Sony was the most yeah, richest.
0: Maybe company? Uh, according to a newly posted financial analyst re- analysis report, Nintendo has risen to the top of Japan's corporate leaderboard, becoming the richest company of 2020 in the country. The report from Risk Matters notes that Nintendo is currently Nintendo has currently has a staggering Eight hundred and ninety point four billion yen tucked away for a rainy day. Can I have a little bit of that? I don't know. That's
1: what it means. That's 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 what they actually mean by it. They have the biggest coffers. Okay.
0: Uh, which works out to about eight point four billion uh, U.S. dollars. Dollars with a slower than normal, slower than usual lineup for first-party releases this year. It'd be easy to assume that Nintendo wouldn't be raking in the cash as it usually might but the overwhelming success of Animal Crossing New Horizons and Switch hardware sales over the past few months have helped the gaming giant get by just fine. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that a single game like Animal Crossing um has really helped them out that much. Just one single game. It's just put that into perspective. A single game has kept them afloat because other than that they've really had very little in terms of first party
1: games. It it is shocking that Animal Crossing has skyrocketed that much, but that that attests to the situation that we're in. Right, and it's the second best selling Switch game. Everywhere, the second best of of all time, like second best selling. Mm-hmm. It's only and, behind
0: Mario Kart. And even to say that the Switch hardware sales over the past few months have helped. I mean, it, that that the Switch hardware has been kind of hard to find sometimes. Um, it's been kind of scarce, especially recently, with all the goings on. So, that uh, again, this is all kind of kind of surprising for them to jump up that much. Um, and if and if we are right, uh, if, say for example, Sony was was the top dog, they're kind of that that nest egg that 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 rainy day funds. They might be utilizing that right now to try and put out whatever they can for their their new console coming up too. So there is that sort of thing going on as well. So say for example, if Nintendo was putting out a new version of the Switch, you would expect maybe that rainy day fund wouldn't be there. They're kind of maybe putting money into R and D and putting into, you know, getting this new system out there with whatever promotions, marketing, all that stuff.
1: But So to put it into perspective, uh even the biggest of big budget games costs less than 50... They, they, they kind of cost in between 50 to 100 million. We have 8.4 billion, which means if you move the decimal place over a few times, you can make 1,000 Ninte- high-quality AAA Nintendo games with that money. 1,000! <laughs> that, that's how much funding Nintendo has.
0: Oh, man. Can, can they do it, though? Like, what are they... <laughs> Can you please start now? They can do it. They can do it. They got it. Here's the thing, though. Like, this has got to tell me when, when, when we get kind of get back rolling here. Like, twenty twenty one gonna have should have some big hitters in there, right? Because we've been we've had like nothing. I hope so. Anyway, all right. Sticking with Nintendo news or Nintendo business news. Uh, Nintendo is hosting an online career briefing session next month. So for anyone who is in the market for, uh, for some positions, let's see. Nintendo is holding an online career briefing next month and it's aimed at experienced designers in the gaming industry. Developers who have worked on Splatoon and Zelda series will talk to prospective employees on the 24th of October with the aim for some vacancies to be filled for successfully selected individuals to work from either Kyoto or Tokyo. Uh, The vacancies that are available are as follows. So we have 3D CG designer, terrain designer, uh, 3D CG designer for character designers, 3D CG designer for character animation, um, UI UX designer, and then also an effect designer. You You know
2: know what
0: this is all about, right? I don't know, but you're are you replying?
1: Uh well, first off I don't uh I don't want to live in Tokyo Kyoto. Okay. So okay. I don't speak Japanese. Well, you know. <laughs> that's nothing. I'd be a fish out of the water and I don't I don't want to be a fish out of the water. Okay. But what does this mean? <laughs> well, what this means is in case so I'm just connecting the dots for people. That's all. You go, Remember you go, that, you're
0: going back to rumor land, aren't you?
1: Oh This is speculation land. That's all. Speculation land. Okay. Okay. We can call it rumor land. uh, But this is backed by actual statements by Nintendo, right? So uh, Metroid Prime 4 was in development internally at Nintendo. It was a partnership between Nintendo and a couple of other um, ad hoc studios based in... uh, I forgot what country it was not. It, I think it was Indonesia. Some some Asian country that isn't China. Okay. I forgot which one it was, but something, one of those. Uh, and they were uh, most likely handling art asset type stuff. So it was a co-development because they were also teaming up with, I think it was Namco. So it was like a joint effort between Nintendo internal Nintendo, Namco, and other contracted uh, studios, uh, which I think is in Indonesia. I, I can't remember, and that failed spectacularly. And they had to do a full blown reset and deliver and have rely on retro studios to handle the rest. Right.
0: So not handle the rest. Pretty much just start it over.
1: Yeah, and that was that was Nintendo when when stuff like that happens, right? When you're doing contracting work uh in those uh, to other countries like indonesia and whatnot that's outsourcing so nintendo instead of outsourcing to foreign countries right they are hiring they're internally on. right sure. this for in in japan in kyoto in tokyo type of thing so nintendo is probably gonna do less outsourcing, probably because the Metroid Prime Four experience left a very bad taste in enough. You know? mouth. So that yeah. probably gives some uh, insight into how poorly Metroid Prime Four development went. Hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry. So,
0: so they yeah they just want to keep things clean, keep things in house. I don't blame they them. Learned, they
1: learned a lesson. Yeah, it's
0: it makes sense. It makes sense. It's certainly a possibility for uh for their reasonings and and but I mean why not improve yourself right put a calling out there, see see what happens you know, uh you can only improve yourself um all right now we have again more Nintendo business news Nintendo eShop pre-orders now able to be canceled up to seven days before the launch date, this is a good thing this is actually a a great thing so. Um, if you're like me and you pre-order things like months in advance, um, typically for me, it's just pre uh, physical additions. But again, um, on the eShop, you can now cancel them seven days prior to the launch date. So, so Nintendo has updated its terms and conditions surrounding pre-orders that are placed through the Nintendo eShop. Thanks to Reset Era member Garou, it has come to light that you will now be able to cancel pre-orders and games for up to seven days before the title launches whereas previously there was no option to back out and reverse the transaction. Uh, so definitely a good thing. Now on on our end um, with Switch RPG, I could see this kind of affecting us in terms of embargo dates. Um, I think embargo dates will now be on release dates uh, because they may be afraid of people reading reviews or impress- or hearing impressions and yep. therefore backing out. So I think you're going to see a lot less um, early reviews. Also, you're going to see games going out, again, on our side of things, coming to us later. Uh, so we won't have a lot of lead time uh, to you play the game, write the review, uh, edit the review, all that stuff. So there won't be as much lead time. So I can see that kind of um, affecting us as well.
1: It, it's even worse. It's like, this is a nice step in the right direction, but this is still an anti-consumer type policy. They need to allow for reimbursement. Up until uh, the, the date of release. Well, I think they should go and take a page from Valve which I don't really praise all that often, but they should take a page from Valve and allow for like the first. What is it with Valve? I think you could play up to like. Two hours, one, maybe? Yeah, one or two hours. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then get a refund. Yeah. It's a little bit more nuanced. Uh, it's a little indirect on how you get that refund, but at least get a refund. I mean, Nintendo is tracking your playtime, so they could do that. They could figure out, I guess the only thing that they're worried about, and this is typical Nintendo stuff, is you know, they believe in the concept of users being able to just be disconnected from the internet and still play their stuff, right? Right. Because they downloaded the game, therefore they can kind of download the game potentially, get their refund or Or move their account over to another system, get their refund, but still play the game on the original system that they downloaded it onto, so they're probably worrying about like weird corner case stuff like that
0: yeah so they they may they may not be confident in their in their system track- like their tracking system, yeah, uh, so maybe we may never see that here, yeah, uh, so. I mean, yeah, that would that would be nice, you know. Uh there are times where I've bought a game and it is uh absolutely atrocious. It's really bad. Um and you kind of time for you, right? <laughs> you're kinda stuck with it.
1: Uh yeah. Johnny never plays bad games. Is that what it is? I I've played too many bad games where I know I know how to avoid them. Yeah, uh, whatever. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, we went this whole show without even mentioning the Nintendo uh, Direct Mini Partner Showcase thing uh, that almost no one's talking about. Uh, the only thing that really affects us here is the collection of Saga. So we have some old games becoming new games, but still looking old. Uh, collection of Saga uh, brings Final Fantasy Legend Trilogy to the Switch this December. As a celebration of the Saga series' 30th anniversary, the first three Game Boy games are headed to the Nintendo Switch this December in a bumper 8-bit collection. So, when is this uh first complete port? <laughs> Launches on December 15th. That's the date I was trying to get. All right, cool. So, this includes Final Fantasy Legend um, 1, I'm sorry. What what else do we have here? I can't even find
1: the stinking list. Uh, Final Fantasy Legend, Final Fantasy Legend Two. Yep, yep, yep. And is it just those two?
0: No, Final Fantasy Legend
1: Three. There you, there go. you go.
0: There, there also is a physical version of this, and when I say physical version, I use that term very loosely. So if you go to the, this is uh being put out. Uh, published by Square Enix. So if you go to the Japanese Square Enix site, you can get a bunch of goodies, physical goodies, and a downloadable code for uh, the game. So they don't actually give you a cartridge, they actually just give you the game itself. Nothing more than that. Now, you into this?
1: No. 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 It looks old and dated. This uh, This was the Game Boy... Final Fantasy, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> game Boy, and this came out during the early years of the Game Boy, so it it's going to have that old, bad, bad old game design stuff. It's going to have, you know, just old mechanics that we don't want to play anymore type, type stuff. Yeah, so. I, I
0: think this is going to, I mean, for people who like it, it's going to, it's more nostalgia. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think Final Fantasy... Was it Final Fantasy Legend Two? Was is that like the one that's actually like a mana game, or am I thinking something different? Ugh, I have to look. The, I have to look that up. I'm not gonna do it now. Anyway.
1: No, yeah, yeah, you're thinking of something else. These play like Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Actually, I would say more like maybe Dragon Warrior style games. Yeah. Or Dragon Quest. Sorry, sorry, if I use the <laughs> the lesser name. But
0: um yeah, so December fifteenth we'll have that collection here. Um, for anyone else who remembers what was showcased on that Nintendo Direct, more power to you. I remember nothing. <laughs> it was trash. It was really not that good. And in fact, I would rather have just had the the partners announce it themselves. Yep. <laughs> you know. Uh. All right. Moving on. That's a, that's how a fast that like how I don't know insignificant that was. We're already moving on. Direct. A mini yeah. one, but it was an official direct. And but the worked, the, uh, the one prior to that, the was a little more substantial, I guess, maybe. Yeah, so, that was what the indie world. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, new Nintendo Switch F C C filings discovered for future system, SOC, RAM, and CPU changes. So this is all leading into a either a new iteration or a pro version or Something. Something's happening.
1: Yep, so if anyone's wondering, SOC stands for uh... Silicon on chip or system on chip? System of a down on chip. Uh, I think it's silicon system on a chip. System on a chip, okay. Yeah, yeah. System on a chip. So, that's the processor. In case people wonder, wondering, processor slash graphics. Uh, so... Because typically a uh, processor wafer for especially Nintendo systems and just consoles in general historically have had the pro- the CPU and the GPU on the same chip. So yep. That's why they call it system on chip uh, instead of calling it just a processor. Nerd vector. Talk Minute, sponsored by TigerDirect.com. Yes. Go, go ahead. That's it. <laughs> So uh, a change of the system on chips that means processor, processor and GPU, and change of memory, which is another important thing. And that could be that could be a lot of stuff. because That could be more memory, which I definitely think. And it could also mean faster memory, which is a possibility. But the more important thing is more memory, more memory, more memory. Always remember to have memory, because. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like that's like the most important bottleneck because you can you can fit any game you want as long as you have any as long as you have the memory available without having to do anything significant to changing the engine and the code yeah you need that uh, flow the flow of information to yeah. be right
0: there for the processor to grab it and do whatever
1: cool. yeah uh and the with the cpu and gpu that's less important because if you don't have enough power enough oomph, you can always uh down res or lower the frame rate right that is way more toggleable have it not having enough memory can be pretty much it runs or it doesn't run or in um out out outer what outer worlds outer worlds yep and outer world scale uh with the problem with that game is memory right that's a game that needs to run on larger memory systems and as a result you see lots of streaming of textures mm-hmm. pop in galore low times galore that's what you run into if you don't have the memory yeah yeah
0: and you're going to you're going to see that with those bigger bigger budget games uh the outer world is not meant as it stands now i know that there're there, I know they're, they're in process of doing a patch. I don't know what, that's gonna, what that means, uh, but as it stands now, that game should not be running on a, on a Switch right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, some other tidbits here to keep in mind is that uh, there is no change in shape of the enclosure and the component layout related to RF, that's radio frequency, characteristics, including the antenna between the original model and the new model. Okay. Interesting. The SAR so testing of the new model, on the new model, is not required and is way. SAR testing is some sort of like uh, approval standard safety. It probably, the S part is probably safety. Mm-hmm. So people have been
0: talking about this as if it's um like a Switch Pro or a new, not necessarily a new version, because yes, it is a, new version but not the next generation uh, I don't think that's it unless it starts getting into 4K um, gaming then I would might consider it next gen
1: material it, it's never going to be 4K we're never going to get that but what we, w- we will get 4K but we're never going to get it for games what we will get on a switch 4K wise will be like streaming services okay anything that that does video playback that will be 4K we probably won't get a 4K handheld they'll probably bump that up at most to 1080 and that's it they're not going to go beyond 1080
0: i would be fine if this this would be 1080 i think at this point um we shouldn't get anything less than 1080 resolution
1: um well, on for, on for a screen on handheld, yeah. I, well, I, seven. It works well on seven twenty. Yeah. No, I, it looks real good. It looks good, but I want yeah. better. I want better. Well, ten
0: eighty is there. It's available. Uh, I mean, I don't see it costing much more. Seven twenty, even in YouTube TV land, right? In YouTube standards, seven twenty isn't even high definition anymore. It's ten eighty. That's high definition. Whereas before, 720 used to be high definition. It's
1: not anymore. Well, yeah, it's, well, technically 720 is still high definition. But yeah, 1080 is the de facto standard. I, I, I think 1080 is where you need to be. And then at that point, you get up to uh, 60 frames per second. Only when you have steady eddy 60 frames sure. per second, then you can graduate to 1440 or... Is it 1440? Whatever can, it is. Yeah, I can have 1440. Yep. And then to the full-blown 4K without sacrificing the 60 frames per second. Right, and and,
0: and that's the bottom line, right? The games gotta run consistent. They gotta run smooth, regardless of what resolution they're on. If they're on a 70, 720p screen and they're running, like, chugging along like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, or whatever, um,
1: it, it stinks either way. You know. I got like, my chicken leg And I want to put butter on it and I want to see it melt. That's what what I want. What does that even mean? Smooth like butter. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who eats chicken legs with butter? Honestly. I ate a chicken the other day. With just butter?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, no. You got to put some either some barbecue or some buffalo sauce on there or something. I, I ate its heart, I ate its liver. Oh, boy. All right. We're moving on. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto was barely involved with Paper Mario the Origami King. And it shows. Shocker. (laughs) He's like, I've seen what you guys are doing. It's not an RPG. I'm out of
1: here. In in Uh, case people are wondering, Shigeru Miyamoto has stopped working on video games. He learned his lesson with Star Fox. Is that what, what did him in? Star Fox Zero? Yep. Yeah, That was a major pride hit right there. Ugh. Yeah, he, essentially he's just a face right
0: now. You know what I mean? Uh, but Eurogamer Germany has recently had the opportunity to chat with Paper Mario Origami King producer Kensuke Tanabe and director uh, Masah- Masahiko, to, uh, Masahiko Nagaya. Both confirmed that they have almost absolute control over the franchise since Paper Mario Color Splash. Uh, for the legacy Wii U system and that the legendary developer Shigeru Miyamoto was barely involved in the development of more recent entries in the long established series. And then you can go on um it goes on kind of just saying what the what, what was in the interview. And yeah, basically Miyamoto he was in an occasional you uh, know occasionally
1: he wasn't he was barely in there. Checked in a few times and that's it. Yeah. I mean, what is, what is he going to say? <laughs> well, he, he basically doesn't want, uh, because he's sort of the overseer on how Nintendo IP gets presented. And he tried the image, right? Kind of like how Mickey Mouse always needs to look like Mickey Mouse sure. across yep. whatever, thi- whatever thing Disney does. It's the same concept. Miyamoto yep. is that. Miyamoto ensures that there is a familiar presentation to the Nintendo characters, because he created a lot of them.
0: Right. And I was going to say it's the same thing with the, with the Zelda series, you know, with Link and all, and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, where was he during the, the Super Mario Brothers movie um, in the uh, early 90s? Where, yeah. was, where, where was he? You know what was, though? It, it is a terrible movie, but it's kind of one of those guilty pleasures of mine. I really like the movie. <laughs> he,
1: was, he was bathing in, in dollar bucks, Mario bucks. Oh man, I actually dollar bill of showers.
0: Dude, I loved that movie, and I and I still I'm gonna have to rewatch it with like not nostalgia glasses. Trust the fungus. <laughs> it it made zero sense. I'm with you. That movie was awesome. I loved it, though. When did yeah. it come out? So IMDb has it a, a, as, a, as 93. a... 93. 4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes got it at 23. I don't know. I'm going to have to rewatch it. What, did it come out in 93? I was guessing. It was 93. Yeah. I said, or I said early 90s. Whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely early 90s. But, um...
0: Yeah, I... I'm gonna have to. I told you, I'm I'm gonna rewatch this movie, and I, I could you could probably find it like the full movie, on YouTube or something. I'll totally watch party that with you. <laughs> you know what? Me, I have done this in the past. If you join our Discord, uh, there's a let's let's watch um section, and I've streamed some stuff that I'm able to stream. I guess because I own it, maybe, um, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. I'm down. I'm totally down. Uh, Yeah, it's a fun movie. I like it. Anyway, uh, Xenoblade developer Monolith Soft has now over 250 employees, so they are ever growing. And it's good, right? This is actually great, actually. Uh, Monolith Soft, the developers behind the critically acclaimed Xenoblade series, have revealed that they have now surpassed 250 employees. I feel like we do this all the time, and it's consistently growing. Um as of August 2020 the developer has reported that has 254 employees 25.2% are female 75 basically 75% are male that doesn't matter to me uh the average amount of time that the employees work at Monolith Soft is around 5 years and 8 months the average age is 35 the number of employees working for the company continues to climb uh which is clearly great news i feel like i just repeated this whole article beforehand anyway uh yeah great news uh, i'm they they uh they teased the new project with some concept art. They have yet to show anything from it, like literally, other than some concept art.
1: We got nothing. We got nothing it's other other than this stuff. On, it's creeping on three years since their since their last new unique game. They did release right the remake to or the the. Borderline remake remaster of Xenoblade. Did they do that in house? Oh, yeah, that's in house. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, you could tell there's, there's love in that, in yeah, that yeah, remaster. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted
0: to, wanted to see. But I mean, I don't think it took all, an entire team to do
1: that, you know? I still think they were chugging along at whatever else they're working on. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. They, I mean, a team this big, absolutely, especially when they, when the team, the size of the team to create the original Xenoblade or even Xenoblade 2 was not this big at all. Yeah. So they have extra people. What they probably did is they probably hired a a bunch of new people uh, due to the success of Xenoblade 2, and they took a lot of those new people, and a great way to learn is to do a remaster, right? Yeah. It's already tried and true. You can't fail. Well, you can, but... really hard to fail. I mean, <laughs> I I know that these guys do massive
0: games. They do s- games that are just brim uh, filled to the brim with with narrative, great. I like all their combat. Yeah. I want to see them do something smaller. No. how dare it's... you? How dare you? How dare? Back. Okay, I take it back. I take. <laughs> can they do both? Can they do something large scale and maybe smaller? Can do something smaller. Like Torna, the Golden Country. Yeah, but it's just uh it's it is smaller, yes, and it is but it's it's more of the same ideas, really, you know. It's really nothing.
2: It has new. it has
1: a it has a different it's you know similar, but it has a improvement to the combat system that is fundamentally different. Yeah. Okay. So it's no, got that.
0: I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm but I want something outside of the Xenoblade. You know, outside of that series. I'm with you, but I it's got to be. I think we'll get it, though. I think we'll get it with whatever this new thing is, because the, the concept art
1: didn't look Xenoblade to me. But. They'll do it. I believe in them. They better do it. They've they've been hitting home runs every single time.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean yeah. Yeah. They got... Recently... they got three awesome RPGs. And by the way, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles X is pretty different from the other Xenoblades. It is very different. Yeah. It, it's an offline MMO, uh, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are, it, you can do multiplayer online. Well, the, the online stuff is the multiplayer. Yeah. So it's. It's not offline. Would you?
0: Would you? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Would you like to see online reincorporated
1: into Xenoblade? If they do it the way that they did it in X, and then open up, make it easier to do the multiplayer stuff in in X. Absolutely. The reason why it
0: worked in X though is that your protagonist wasn't. He wasn't like a Rex or um. I'm sorry. Who's in Xenoblade? It wasn't like a name. It wasn't a name protagonist. Do you know what it's I mean? A custom character. What's that? Yeah, it was a custom character. Yeah. You can do that when you. That you can only do that when. No. You do online. No. When you how would you incorporate online? For example, Xenoblade Chronicles a Two. Character. How would you make that online? You would just play a different party member.
1: Oh, the the online. Party member would just play a, yeah, a different... it'd be custom character. There's plenty of single player RPGs that have custom characters. Take the Fallout series, take Elder Scrolls, those are all custom characters. Right, but there's. Most RPGs have custom characters. I no, mean, I... Divinity 2, Divinity 1, Dragon Age. So they would have to come in and play.
0: See, what, what, I'm trying, what I'm trying to get at is like, how do you take the story of Xenoblade 1 and 2? Because the characters are kind of set in stone. I see what you're saying. You want you know? the quality
1: of the story quality, but with the multiplayer flexibility.
0: Right. Or, so uh, yeah. would you do that Perfect. just by having a, a, an online party person, an online person, just playing
1: another character? Is that is that how that would work? Uh, it It's all dependent on the narrative design. There's been plenty of games that can incorporate very excellent storytelling. Even though it's a, your character is a nameless one. There's been plenty. I mean, just take a look at MMOs in general, right? Uh, Final Fantasy 14, the newer expansions that have been releasing. Right, but, but those stories,
0: those don't, those stories don't rely on a protagonist. The story is just kind of happening around you. That's the way I feel anyway, especially with MMOs. The story is just happening. You can still you. do it with a protagonist.
1: Yeah? With an, uh, with an unnamed one, huh? No. Yeah. You are not the protagonist. It's... You're the custom character, but there is a protagonist. That's what I... X was. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was uh, Elmira? Elmira, yeah. Um, yeah, she was Elmira. the protagonist. Okay. It was like kind of like you and her were right. the protagonists. Right. right? So it was just, she was more driving the, the story there. Exactly. But okay. because she was a part of your, your party, that's how it worked. And it worked, it worked well. It was probably their first time doing something like that. Yeah. So you can imagine, the next time they try to do something like that, it would be even better. I would hope so. Yeah. It ain't hard, it ain't hard to do a, a narrative with, while also maintaining multiplayer. Custom characters. Yeah, I just really wouldn't want the
0: online aspect to ruin the narrative. I really wouldn't want to do that. But you're right. I didn't. And now that I'm remembering Xenoblade X, it was, it was someone else really kind of pushing the story, and you were just kind of there as a passenger, really, as a friend, as a friend doing most of the work, might I add. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for the news. Uh, we have no listener questions. I did not ask for any um, because I, I felt- asked for them. You did. You did Come on, people. Give me some questions. Give us some questions. You can email your questions at podcast at switchrpg.com, or when we tweet this episode out, you can reply to the tweet. There are many different ways you can contact us. You can contact me on the Twitters at the nerd basement. And just Johnny is at Punk This Studios. We we learned we learned that the other day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't know how you mess that up, but you can mess it up. Yeah, no, it 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 definitely happens. It happens. All right. So cool. Uh, no listener questions there. Uh, I will try to get a little bit better about that. I just a lot going on. A lot going on for me. All right. So some upcoming RPGs. Let's go through them. Uh, September first, we have. Ah, uh, this is yesterday. We have Airy and the Secret of Seasons. Ah, uh, this one's actually getting a physical, uh, release. This is a game developed by Exon and published by Modus Games. Uh, this is. Trying to look at the. Reminds reminds and looks like Dragon
1: Quest Builders. I don't know if it plays that way, but it has. No, it looks like an action. Definitely, definitely an action game. It's the visuals are actually pretty good. The visually, I can kind of see the Dragon Quest Quest Builders stuff, but it's not. This doesn't look like it's a uh you know resource harvesting style game. Oh, right, 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 right.
0: I just meant visually. That's what it looks like. I don't. I don't know how it plays because I haven't read it yet. Rewarding exploration, harnessing the power of the seasons, Ari can traverse sweeping landscapes in search of new destinations, solving amazing environmental puzzles to progress. Uh, captivating storytelling, Arie is recruited to help the Guardians of Seasons, an old organization caught up in rigid traditions. As she ventures through uncharted locations across Valdi, Arie will discover secrets and hidden meanings behind the Guardians of the Seasons. So it's got dynamic environments, uh, manipulate the world around, uh, fluid combat looks like it's an action RPG and it is done all in 3D.
2: Oh,
1: what, what are um, you doing? Yeah, I'm looking at gameplay. So it also just released on Steam as well. So this is a simultaneous release. The some of the additional tags that they have on it, they got action, adventure, puzzle, RPG, platformer. Those are the gameplay tags that they have on it. Yep. Visually looks good. It it's definitely got some degree of a budget behind it. It's uh it has a pretty cohesive style. It has a uh, kind of like a nice little old. Yeah, it, it's kind of like going to be one of those exploration. Uh, almost like a Zelda-ish style thing. yep but, on, Let me see if I can take a look at the car or, or maybe even like Oceanhorn. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Oceanhorn would be pretty close. And we have a uh, MSRP at forty U.S. dollars.
1: Yeah, you know what? It doesn't look bad. it It looks pretty good. Uh, there's only fifteen user reviews on Steam, and it's uh, at eighty percent. So that could fluctuate. Yeah. So you know, potential buyer beware, or potential buyer, pay attention. Yeah. We will see.
0: Next, we have Under the Jolly Roger, September third. So probably by the time you listen to this. Um, it is a uh, game developed by... It doesn't say here. Um, published by HeroCraft, an open-world pirate action RPG. Okay. Under the Jolly Roger is... Under the Jolly Roger is offering an ultimate ability to free roam the vast world filled with dozens of colonies and forts, hundreds of quests, and countless ships to plunder. You can trade, fight, explore on your own, or call friends to do the same together. So there's some sort of online to this? Okay. Game features limitless sailing in real time. Use global map only if you want to. A system of leveling your pirates. Let them grow from sailor boys to skilled old salts. And then it says again, hundreds of quests. Now, I'm looking at screenshots. They all look like maybe some FMVs, some video like I don't know if this is actual gameplay here. So, let me look at some gameplay. Have you have you seen some gameplay?
1: Uh I haven't. So I'm I'm not certain. Okay. I'm not certain. Th- these might be uh, BS shots.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I will tell you that it does not look like Sea of Thieves, although it is uh, maybe playing a little bit on on that um it is more realistic i guess graphically um but it looks like i don't know it's got some maybe even some town building aspects to it maybe as you get your plunder or uh, whatever you do um out there on the seas your your maybe your base or your port that you um go to changes um but i don't know uh it's it's got the whole you know, um, I don't even know what
1: you call it. ship dogfights. <laughs> what do you what do you call them? Ship fights? I just... Well, you're definitely piloting ships. Uh, it kind of has this similar UI uh, controls to, uh, well, uh, the interface, right? How you aim your cannon attacks and stuff like that looks pretty similar. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the gameplay right now, so. It's... And I'm also note.
0: I I totally did not expect this. Like. I'm looking at a sequence here of the uh, person going onto land or he's on land and he's attacking like, like skeletons and ske- skeletons got numbers. He's using a blunderbuss. He's attacking them with, with that as well. So there's some land and sea stuff's going on here.
1: Yeah. there okay. There's definitely stuff going on. Um, the video I'm looking at is weird because uh, it's in a different language, so I don't know what uh, <laughs> some of these uh, buttons are, but you can board another another ship with your crew, and uh, there's a ship-on-ship uh, crew versus crew melee combat happening. Okay. Uh, you can see the two ships sort of side-by-side with one another, so there's that, and you confirm that you can go off onto the onto land. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely not something that's small. Yeah, Ooh, that's look, a lot of
0: numbers. It looks like it's got like um grandiose ideas, right? Like so for example, it it's showing a lot of ships on at one time on the screen at one time in certain instances. Now I'm guessing those are play like people that are playing if the player base is so small i could see this really flying under the radar you know and um
1: really kind of to its detriment yeah i think unfortunately i think it has some gotcha mechanics in there cuz what i see is there is a uh, recruiting of your crew members element to it hmm. okay so you can kind of stuff your ship full of stuff uh crewmates also you can get you have to looks like you you have to man. you are basically loading up your your ship with stuff right uh cannons and gunpowder uh and you're spending gold on that i don't know if gold is gonna be a uh pay for currency type thing so I, i don't know if that's a thing But the fact that you have a crew, you're managing your crew. Like I, I love those uh, those types of managerial type elements as well. So they're going more towards simulation. Yeah, way more towards simulation. Okay. It could be promising. Yeah, I I was
0: just, I was actually gonna say that it's got some promise to it. So, right under the Jolly Roger, uh, MSRP twenty dollars, twenty US dollars. Currently on uh, sale, kind of maybe like a pre-release sale at sixteen. Um, So, yeah, take a look at that. Uh, Next we have Roommates, September 4th. You know what? I kind of... I put this on here, and I'm seeing a lot of these recently uh, come up as role-playing or RPG. It's basically a visual novel, okay? And I'm sure there's some some player choice in there that's affecting the outcome of a story. I don't know... I don't know. It's part I, of the mill. run of the mill. There's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're seeing a lot we're seeing a lot of these right now. It's a visual
1: novel with uh good-looking characters. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and you're basically it's called Roommates. You're basically uh let me just read the description. Study hard or party hard. Try both in this college dating sim. So it says right in this title. It's more of a sim. Not even okay. it's less of a sim. It's more of a just a visual novel. Visual
1: uh, novel and romance style. Yeah.
0: Um and th- and that's all I'm gonna say about it. Because I'm uh I'm not I'm not a fan. I, I feel yeah, like
2: let's skip.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um next we we talked about this earlier in the episode. Adam RPG, September fourth. Uh does it have a price on here? Uh it does not have a price. I might have to go to the actual eShop. This is actually a first I'm seeing this that the download size I usually actually keep track of them because I do a lot of the game previews and I always enter those in uh now they're getting to the 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 thousandths uh in these gigabytes usually it'll just say six point one gigabytes and now it's six point zero nine eight gigabytes all right. <laughs> Um I'm just going to take a quick peek. This was kind of newly announced, so I'm not surprised that it's it's this information isn't filled out here. I'm just looking for a price here. It is 15.99. It might be worth that. Um and more, uh, honestly. Uh so yeah, that is Adam RPG. We talked about it. I'm not going to go into too much uh more detail uh September 4th. So maybe by the time you listen to this. All right, next we have Paradise Killer. And I think
1: <clears throat> is this another visual novel? Um, this one's hard to explain. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird because there is it looks like there is exploration, kind of like a uh, mist style. Okay. All right. It let says me just- an open world mystery. What was that called? An open world mystery.
0: First person open world murder mystery. <laughs> there you go. All right, an island outside of reality, a rogue human civilization hoping to resurrect dead alien gods. What? A murder behind locked doors. Paradise is an island that regenerates every few millennia. The psychic power that alien worshippers uh, within release, oh yeah, within release into the universe is meant to feed and eventually resurrect their fallen allies. But this force also attracts undesired interest from demons, who eventually corrupt each island until a new alternate reality is birthed by the council. Oh my gosh. So, you're basically going around trying to solve mysteries. Is it first person? Maybe?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely first person.
1: I don't know. (laughs) know. Uh, it's It's an adventure game that yep. is focus well it's it's different that that already is enough to say maybe you might want to check it out especially if you're looking for story rich games this could be something to pay attention to because stylistically it looks real good and yeah quality, it looks like it has the quality too yeah so. definitely say stylistically uh aesthetically it looks it
0: looks pleasing it looks like it'll be good. Um, the price point is $20, um, I, and I think this is going to lean more heavily towards the puzzle mechanics, uh, especially with the, you know, trying to solve a crime. There's got to be some uh, gathering of evidence, thing, things of that nature. Um, and it even says here, unlock hidden areas, solve hieroglyphic puzzles on ancient nightmare computers to discover new areas of the island, find concealed evidence, and reveal terrifying secrets. Yeah, take take a look at it. Paradise Killer, September 4th. Uh, published by Fellow Traveler. Don't have a developer on here. Um, sometimes that is the developer, but there are so many publishers right now and and, and development studios, it's hard to keep track of. Um, yeah. So yeah, take a look at that. Paradise Killer. Uh, then we have, last but certainly not least, for the week, we have RPG Maker MV. This is finally coming out to us. This is a $50 uh US dollar uh game September 8th in the US and Japan and then September 18th in Europa um and if you're familiar with RPGs in general I think you're probably familiar with RPG Maker there are tons of games made on this um kind of setup I don't know how it's going to I don't know how it works exporting wise if you know what I mean um like will people be able to play your game? Um if they don't have RPG Maker? I, I don't I don't know how that will work, honestly.
1: There's no way Nintendo's gonna allow these RPG Maker games that are made within a Switch to then be exported for other players. It might be a save file. Right, but then, then that what? would require okay. having RPG Maker running on someone else's Switch.
0: Yeah, I, again I don't know if there's going to be an RPG Maker
1: player maybe they'll get you that way by having to buy that, I don't know. There's there's no way there's going to be a standalone that's going to be able to uh, there's no way it's going to allow users to export their own standalone title. Well there's got,
0: there's got to be a way that, I'm sorry to interrupt, there's got to be a way for users to share within each other so if you buy RPG Maker and I buy RPG Maker I might be able to share that with you. Maybe that could happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. But there's there's no way for standalone because you just think about it. If they allowed that, the entire eShop would be flooded with RPG Maker stuff. There is. It's called Kemco. <laughs> It'd be worse. It'd be like a hundred million times worse. <laughs> there
0: are some good. Uh, I I know. I I said there are some decent Kemco. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a shame, right? Like, you have, you're spending all this time making, making this game. And really, all you can
1: do is share it with other people who already have the game, you know? Which, which means it's already dead on arrival. Just put it on, use the PC version of it. Yeah. Because if your intent is to just share with friends and family, then sure, get this. Or to just, you know, play around with RPG Maker, maybe there's some built-in games that they have in there? Yeah, there there, there may be some of that, kind of like head start,
0: like kind of give you a head start game type of stuff, and you can build upon them, or, or maybe there's a full-fledged game in there, I don't know. Uh, or maybe this is set, uh, uh, set up as an extension to the PC, you know, game, I guess you could call it, uh, where you can kind of work on things on the go, and then potentially kind of go back and maybe upload it to the steam or your PC library and kind of work on it there. Cross save. Yeah. Something, something like that. What does it state it in the features? Uh, let's see here. Description, new game greater than start. I don't know. New game start. Anyway, um, an epic journey begins with you. You become the master game developer with RPG maker MV with an arsenal of tools at your fingertips create elaborate create elaborate exciting wait create elaborate elaborate sorry i'm learning how to read it's really kind of exciting create elaborate exciting and memorable video games straight from the con- straight from your console then share your adventures online with other players there we go who can enjoy epic chronicles uh, the possibilities are endless with the latest and greatest rpg maker software with hundreds of assets and infinite number of ways to create your own game Turn your dream tale into the greatest video game. Now, we're just reading the description on... This is basically the eShop description. I'm sure if we went to uh, NIS America,
1: they might have a better breakdown of it. Yeah, but the, there's typically a bullet list of, like, here's some bullets on features that it'll support. Yeah, they 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 don't do it here. Let me see. Let me see. But they did confirm that you know, you can share your, your creations online with others that have the game. So at least it has that. But
0: yep. but it, it, it kind of, it doesn't really explain what it is, though. Like, what is it? What are
1: you sharing? How are they? How are they playing it? Your creations, they, they, they have to have their own version of RPG Maker. And then you hand them over your game. There's no way they're going to do a player. No way. They want, they want a cut of the money. Yeah, then, then, you know, that's... All you have to do is get yourself a Switch and download the, I don't free. know, $5 free whatever player, and now you can play all these RPG Maker games for free. Or what if the RPG player costs money, uh, you know? If it costs money, I can see that happening. But at that point, now you're taking the same game and you're, you're having two different SKUs for sale. And yeah. You're splitting, potentially splitting your audience. Right.
0: Um. All right. So I am on the NIS America site here, and I'm looking at, uh, details. And I'm just kind of quickly skimming over, becoming. It's basically the same. Basically the same thing, honestly. Uh, game development made easy. Say goodbye to complicated coding. The software provides ease of navigating and development with straightforward world and character creation. Make, upload, play. Enjoy games made by fellow gamers with RPG Maker MV Player. Free for download and play even without the RPG Maker MV software.
1: Are you reading the PC version? I am reading the Nintendo Switch version. No way. Oh, um... Yeah, you can download it with it said without, right? I'll read it again. Uh, make upload oh. play, enjoy
0: games made by fellow gamers with RPG Maker MV MV player free for download and play even without the RPG Maker MV software. Okay, so you'll be able to play people's creation for free,
1: yeah. So yeah, it, it's exactly what we said. It's some sort of browser app that is a standalone and free. Surprised they did that. Wow.
0: I mean, essentially, cool. it's just it's money out of NIS America's pocket, and it's lost, it's, it's not gained money by Nintendo, right? So Nintendo's not losing anything. They're just not gaining anything. NAS America is. There's a potential for loss there. They're not losing anything. No, I get. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know, but it, it's
1: it's just, just interesting to know it, that it builds incentive for for the creators to get the creator to buy into the creator version mm-hmm. because they know that there can there will be an install base there, right? There will be a base. Of people that would potentially, right? Especially if you're an early adopter, right? You go in there early, you get the game nice and early. You you you're one of the first to release your games. Imagine the discoverability benefit you get for being, you know, the one that shows up at the top near the top of the right. list before it really starts to get flooded with other content. Sure, for sure. Creators will
0: definitely flock. But that's cool. It took us uh, a little bit of uh, investigating, but, I mean, me, myself, I am, I'm, I'm not in this world at all of creating games, you know? I play them and talk about them, so that's—I could never go this deep into some of these things here. Yeah.
1: Well, but, my opinion on that is, yes, you can create games with RPG Maker— but most of the time rpg maker games are not creations they're mimicking that's my that's where i kind of like say do you really want to do you know lean towards mimicry or do you actually want to lean towards creation right i mean this is a this is a
0: step into the creation territory you know Maybe, it's good for learning. excellent for
1: learning education type stuff yeah
2: yeah
0: cool that is going to do it for today's episode of the Switch RPG Podcast. You can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen to app, please, again, give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts. So your support there would be amazing. And finally, remember to head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, I'll see you around.